Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And you're listening to the Anime Triad. I won't let you get away with this! Spirit God! I'm going to crush you. Got your payment right here. So go ahead and take it. And throw you into the wind. I will become a manslayer once again! So here it is. My journey's finally beginning. All right. So we're back once again with another movie review. And this week, we are continuing our journey through the Sailor Moon universe with Sailor Moon Super S, the movie. And Michael is going to start us off. Look, man, Sailor Moon Super S gets a Super S podcast over goodbye i don't want to hear from none of y'all no i'm just playing so (laughs) uh so real talk i like this movie a lot the of of the three we've watched so far it had it did everything better uh the transformation sequences were shorter you didn't feel like it was slogging through them um all the fights were good good villain clear you know clear you know uh intentions I want to put the whole world to sleep. Uh, I'm evil. You can't stop me. Ha 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 ha. It's like, sometimes it's nice to have a villain who's just evil. This is just evil. And we, and, and good versus evil. Let's go get them. I like that sometimes as much as I like complex villains, you know, like our, our first dude with the rose, who's all like, I want to kill everybody, but like, I love you, Mamaru. Like, (laughs) you know, that's cool and all. But also sometimes it's nice to just have a villain that you want to die a miserable death. So that was very cool. I really liked the music. I mean, wow. I think I know why. On most things we watch, I don't really comment on or notice the music because if I, I used to watch this when I was a kid, if this is like standard for me, like everything else just like is kind of whatever I this stood out. I don't know who their clarinet player was, but like, you know, they was killing it. <laughs> Let me think. I really liked how. Sailor Moon at the end, you know, the way they get their powers, the way they win things, it's all about bonds. It's all about friendship. And and Pearl had them cookies that Chibi Moon made, Mini Moon made. And she saw that cookie and said, this is a special cookie. It gives you powers. Why is it that this girl who is so immature in her normal life can be so mature at the end? She knows it's not a special cookie that gives you special powers, but she also understands that her power comes from her bonds and that what's and they they this is like just good writing. It's like something that you think is pretty normal at the beginning turns out to be a pretty important plot point that gives Sailor Moon the strength to go in there and save her. Like that's good writing. They was just baking cookies and that was important. Like, let's go. The attacks were killing. Um, the fights were all good. Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto always doing the thing. One of my favorite lines was when 
I think Neptune said to Pluto, if you never grow up, you don't get to experience life's pleasures. Isn't that right? Oh, mm, we know what they talk about. Well, what are you talking about? What? What you talking about? Ah. In, in the original Funimation dub, they were just cousins. <laughs> well, well, well. It was a different time. So, look, man, I just I don't have anything like actually bad to say about this movie. I Okay, let me see if I can think of something. I can't. I I don't I it wasn't slow. It wasn't nothing was annoying. There wasn't any point where I was sitting there like, "Oh, we're really doing this." I was like, "No, that's that's all pretty it was all pretty par for the course. A lot of it was better than expected." I actually think I legitimately give this movie an S. I know it's just Sailor Moon. Like, why am I giving a Sailor Moon movie an S? But I really did enjoy it on that level. You know, I would watch it a million times. I would watch this like I would watch this more than the third My Hero movie. Like, if you gave me an option, watch this movie forever, watch this movie forever. I'm picking I'm picking this movie over My Hero. Uh, and I promise it's not because of the naked ladies. I promise that's not the reason. <laughs> it's actually a good movie. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, I'm a. Uh, I just want to know what y'all want to say, Sean. What you think? Am, am I crazy? I mean, I know. Well, sad. I know I'm crazy, <laughs> but like, what do you? Th- <laughs> yeah, be careful what you ask for. Um, <laughs> I I definitely agree with you that out of the three that we've seen, this is this is the best in my opinion. I mean, there's a lot of good things going for it. I think with the what this movie does that the other two didn't is it just kept a simple theme. It kept a simple plot point. It didn't try to like have all these extra pieces like in the last movie where they added the second plot thread. It was very much, hey, there's the there's these people that are trying to like bring children to like you know brainwash them and we don't know what's going to happen yet and that sets this that sets the precedent and then we meet one of the people that's like part of that group and turns out they're not a bad guy and then we kind of get into the heart of everything that's going on and we get to the bad guy and we're in out we're done right it's very simple it's very easy to follow along the music mike i agree with you the music i something that i noticed a lot too and not just the not just the motifs that we were hearing from the flute and the clarinet. And I, I think was like an English horn. It was like yeah. somebody else was doing yeah, it. Yeah. The third one horn. was. Yeah. Um, but overall, like just the action music was mm-hmm. significantly better. This go around um, to where I definitely, it stood out to me. You know, I, I think the, the thing that kind of brings it down for me is, is it doesn't, I to say like you have to take risks in order to get a higher grade. But I think, for me, people who take risks and succeed at those risks, I give extra points and extra nods to, right? Um, for me, it's not going to be an S, not because it was bad. I think what it did was perfectly fine. But in the grand scheme of movies and all that kind of stuff, it just it was very safe. And that's not a bad thing by any means. Um, it just there was nothing extra about it, I guess, is is the biggest thing. Um, and so to play, I think playing it safe, you know, you lose a little bit just because like somebody else can do it, you know, in a little more 
um, risky endeavor and do well with it. High risk, high reward and make a little bit more complex things involved. Um, and if it works, I, I give you those points. Um, one thing that, you know, towards the end, and this is not the first time it's happened, but I noticed it, especially in this movie, is there was multiple times in a very short uh, time span where Sailor Moon and the rest of the Sailor Guardians have to overcome an obstacle. For example, for the for the first one, it was all them having to overcome um, the main bad guy in the beginning and the main guy, bad guy beats them. And now Sailor Moon goes and they, she she steals um, uh, she steals Chibi Moon into that like black spirit bomb looking type of thing. Right. And then the second kind of thing is Sailor Moon and Pearl go up that ship to try to fight the bad guy again. That doesn't work. So Sailor Moon then goes into the the black ball and then is go, is looking for Minnie Moon. And then we find out that she's in a dream. So then she has to do something to break her out of that dream. And then it's her and it's her and Minnie Moon in the dream and the black ball. And then they have to find a new way to fight out of the ball. So it's like multiple obstacles in the way. And if you have to go over one obstacle and then there's a second obstacle. OK, fine. But it was just back to back to back to back to back obstacles that she had to overcome. And for me, I think it kind of it, it kind of lessens those victories for me. Um, I will say at the very end, though, I, I love me a hey, lend me your energy type of thing. Right. And so all of the different Sailor Guardians just giving her their powers and you see the symbols on on their foreheads going into, into Sailor Moon. Um, that's pretty cool. I, I very much enjoyed that, but I think because it's it's safe approach and the repetitious ending where Sailor Moon had to overcome something just to overcome it and then have to overcome something again. She did that about four or five times in a very short amount of time span. Um, for me, I'm going to give it a solid B. I enjoyed it, um, but for all those reasons, it's it's not quite up to the high level that you're giving it mike so ben the thing i like about this movie they incorporate a lot of little things from the beginning when they show the first guy playing the flute and learn those kids to the i call it the snail boat because hmm. i was like a snail it's like, or it's the, uh, it's the, the rejected, the rejected design of the, of the going Mary. You see early on, like the color differentiation, like the town's kind of dark and not at all uniform. And then this thing really pops and there's just music and they're all kind of, you can tell these kids are hypnotized. Like, and they start pretty early kind of establishing, like there's a thing happening. We, we don't quite know what it is yet. And I believe, like it, the the hypnotized kids plot has been used several times, um, over many different shonen anime and movies and stuff. And I don't have a problem with that. I just like to see how people do it a little different. And in this one, what's the the differentiation is that like one of the main characters at this point in the show is a kid right with a uh, with Chibi Moon Chibusa and um so 
we know that like there's probably something going to play in here um, later in the movie. What I liked is when the title song was playing and they showed all the Sather Scouts as little girls and they had those steel images of the stuff they were doing. And I thought that was a, an, a really great way to change up the opening song and just do something a little different. Moving forward, some of the other little things is like the song that's playing when he plays the flute and the ones like the kids are singing sounds a lot like we're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. There, I heard that too. Yeah. I heard and that I'm too. like, that's some wizard of Oz shit right there. And then later the sailor scouts with the gingerbread house, we're, we have Hansel and Gretel now, right? Because think about this. Sailor Moon is about to bite that donut, which is like the metal ring, which is just like the house is not really real, right? And there's a witch, right? And this witch gave this guy power. And so there's like some Hansel and Gretel stuff. And I thought it was a really awesome kind of assembly of motifs of different kind of like children's related stories and movies, right? So I thought that was pretty cool. If you're into that sort of thing, um, it's a little deeper dive, but I thought it was well done. Story-wise, I, I, I really liked it from the standpoint of it was, like Mike said, we had a straightforward bad guy who were just going to like, this person is just evil. Once we had the Hansel and Gretel motif, I was like, this, this bitch is trying to eat these kids. She's going to be eating them or absorbing their powers or whatever. And that's what she was doing, taking their sugar energy away. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I like calling stuff, but I didn't mind it. Like it's okay to call stuff and see stuff coming. The four henchmen, I'll call three henchmen and Pearl, right? Mm-hmm. So, I was really happy that we didn't have to see all four of those henchmen like actually fight. We saw one fight, right? And you're like, oh, okay. And like his tacks were kind of silly. Like he, he tells those guys like, be careful. I've watched these girls do some weird stuff with their powers. And I'm like, you are literally making like minions out of candy. So like, calm, calm your ass down. <laughs> so it, I I actually liked the first little altercation we had. And when you have an altercation and the your like protagonists like they're meeting that altercation with the right equal amount of force, it's even, right? And then later we get to the Marzipan castle, the big floating castle, and they see the other two join that dude. And then the outer sailor scouts join in. So now the stakes have risen. And we brought in more people at the appropriate time. I thought in the last movie with the ice lady, they brought them in really soon and they're all fighting the same bad guy. So I like how as a, as a story device, we're escalating the force as the threat escalates as well. So, um, and then not having to see the same fight again, right? Like, we found out the flutes were the thing and they took care of business instantly. And yeah. that was awesome because you got to see them in a, sm- like, I'm going to call it what it is. It's 
it's a smarter tactile fighting sense than what we see in the past couple of movies. And we don't have to see these lame henchmen again who are birds. They turn into <laughs> birds and they never explain that. That's a thing. We're just going to be <laughs> birds. Okay. So I get where Sean's coming from. Like the, if at first it doesn't succeed, try, 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 try again um, with something else. Cause the things keep coming up. But when you think about the target audience of this movie, that kind of story writing keeps young kids engaged and in suspense, right? They're not thinking like, oh, we're, why aren't we hurrying this up? No, they're like, oh my God, how are they overcoming this? Oh my God, how are we overcoming this? How are we doing this now? Over and over and over. We know at this point, Sailor Moon and uh, knows Chibusa's her daughter. Like this information came out in Sailor Moon R. So like at this point, it is fully aware. And, but you know, Usagi is dumb and immature. So it's, they have this like, it's a kid having a kid at this point, right? You know, because she's not from this time. So they're immature. But when she gets taken, her face, realizing her child was taken, mm-hmm. uh, it took me back because we had not had anything like that in the last two movies. That was the first time I honestly will say in any of the shows, we saw true fear come from Sailor Moon about what was going to happen to somebody else. Because usually she has this like confidence, right? Like, like we're going to do it. We're going to do it. She was mortified for like a second. And then she got her composure back. And it's like, wow. It shook yeah. her to the core for a minute there. The bad guy turning into it, like fusing with the dark hole and all that stuff. And um, I thought was a, was was cool. Like it's, it's, a, it's a different take. It wasn't just her like getting powerful. Like she literally... This bitch fused with this like black hole power thing and like was like his giant eyes. And I was like, oh, this is this is kind of dope. This is getting kind of interesting. The dream. They set the dream up at the beginning after the cookies. And I'm like, what's the point of this scene when she's there with Momo and Momo and, and she's trying to um like 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 who do you love more or who do you care for more me or Chibisa? But like, that's, it's, that's an immature thing to ask a father, right? About the wife or the, the girl, you know, future and all. Yeah. So when she's in the dream and he goes, Oh, of course it's you. And she, she knows right away and calls it out. And I was like, damn, that was good writing. They yeah. set that up so early. This is, this is this is the best of the Sailor Moon movies we have watched. Um, are there any more? There are, yeah. But I want to stop you real quick because there is another. Um, there was another kind of Easter egg thing. Maybe I just read too much into it, but you know they were talking about the sugar energy, and um, you know you have this this these different uh, magical creatures and whatnot. In the very beginning of the the movie, uh, Jupiter was talking about the the sugar fairy or the treat fairy or whatever was yeah. the yeah and so for me at once they were fighting and everything was done i was like okay is are they trying to say that like maybe pearl is that or 
the bad guy is that like I, I don't know i could just be reaching for straw no, no you're right they it, say it's pearl. absolutely it's connected pearl. it's yeah. pearl because pearl says he's the guardian he's supposed to guard the sugar energy mm-hmm. um yeah yeah like i i totally missed that that's awesome yeah, yeah that's a connection that's another great writing thing they did in this movie the writing's really good and I'm going to piggyback again and go back. The pacing was great. It flowed. The fighting was good. It wasn't just Sailor Moon stuff. Like, in the sense of using an attack and it works or not work. Like, they each all kind of use multiple attacks. And each attack had, like, a purpose. Like, like the more advanced the attack got, it, it like... Um, Sailor Mars used her arrow, right, to take out the one flute. And Uranus used the sword to take out one flute. Like, they used their, like, extra good powers to really send home, like, okay, we got to move on. And again, I'm glad we didn't spend more time on those guys. And we got to spend more time on the the the, the main baddie, right? The the main villain. Um, And it, it just really was well done. Now, if you don't like Sailor Moon, it doesn't matter any of the good stuff we say, right? If you don't like <laughs> the magical girl genre, it's hard for you to go, this is good? But like, if you don't care for it, that genre, then it doesn't matter. But like, if you're into Sailor Moon, I'm gonna give two grades, okay? If you're a Sailor Moon fan, this is a super S movie. It's an S if you're a Sailor Moon fan. If you're just a casual anime fan who enjoys good plot and good devices, I think it's an A movie. And how it's set up and the characters and we don't spend too long in any scene. The action is good. The setup, there's emotion. There's some comedy. Now, I will say the Sailor Moon comedy is cheesy slapstick, right? Like, like how does Usagi have a neck after she sleeps upside down? Like, all the time. <laughs> like, I don't understand. But these things are what make Sailor Moon Sailor Moon. And if you're okay with that, you're going to love this movie. I thought this movie was great. There was, a, there was something missing for me, and I think it has to do with just... I prefer comedy, but I don't care for the slapstickiness of the Sailor Moon comedy. So for me, my like if you're a Sailor Moon fan, it's going to be an ass movie. But my my grade I'm going to give it is an A. This is an A movie. That's what I got. Cool. Dig it. Was anybody naked in this movie? Like... I saw silhouettes, but like they weren't like there naked. Was that, that's that's what that's supposed to be. It's weird to me, man. I don't know. We here at the Anime Triad are very thankful to have the opportunity to share our content with our listeners. If you're thinking about starting your own podcast, it's never been easier than with Buzzsprout. 
Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. Not to mention, you'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and much more. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, so don't delay. Join us and over 100,000 other podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. And if you follow the link in our show notes, it lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and you'll get a $20 credit when you sign up for a paid plan and it helps support our show.